Welcome to Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry, a podcast dedicated to changing the way women eat to lose weight so they can feel their hottest. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, former fad dieter turned registered dietitian. Each week, I'll share all of my favorite healthy eating tips and swaps, help you through frustrations on your journey, and show you the science behind losing weight. Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry is here to make weight loss simple, fun, and easy to stick to for life. Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry. Now, this episode is being released just before me and Josh's third wedding anniversary, but it's been a long time coming because we have been together over 10 years now. I met him my freshman year of college. We were long distance for three and a half years. And not that like the third wedding anniversary is a big deal by any means, but I don't know, guys. I always talk about it. Weddings and relationships are really cool. I know they can be challenging for some people. I know some people listening to the show might not be in a relationship or might be coming out of a relationship. So I definitely want to be conscious about how I address this topic. But it's a really beautiful thing when you find someone in your corner who is always there for you, is always supportive, and is actually helping you accomplish your dreams too and become a better person, right? And so knowing that my wedding anniversary is around the corner, me and Josh are going to take some time off and go on a trip as well. I was like, you know what? We talked about wedding weight loss, like the moment we got married and to be able to look back on those pictures now three, three years ago and to think about how much has changed. I mean, we've moved apartments. We moved down the hall in one of our places in Boston. So, you know, actually, let me, let me paint the picture, guys. I got married during the pandemic and during the pandemic. We were in our first apartment in Boston from moving from Florida. And then we moved down the hall. And that first apartment in Boston was actually really special before we moved down the hall in the sense that we actually, when we got married, our wedding got canceled. And so our friends and family that were able to make our small, not even ceremony, but our small get together because we had like a little dinner after we all like went up to the rooftop on our apartment complex in downtown Boston, like right across from TD Garden where the Celtics and Bruins play. And we just like had a little moment. I never thought my wedding would be that way. But looking back, it was a really cool memory at a really cool time in my life and in Josh's life too. But we moved down the hall. Then we moved um, a few streets over to the place that we were in Boston for almost about two years, a little under two years before now we actually live in Los Angeles and we moved across the country. And who knows what we have in store next, but so much can change in such a short period of time. But I know I've had clients who have prepped for their wedding on the show. And I've also shared my own personal journey prepping for my big day. And I think one of the most amazing things about photos and moments like a wedding is you can look back on it and you get a snapshot into a time in your life. And so you care about the moment and the photos obviously looking good and you feeling confident to be present in that moment, of course, but you also think about years down the line, that impact. And I still look at those pictures today. So, you know, I've, I've talked at length about feeling good for a special day, but something that has also come up a ton in coaching, I get questions in my DMs even about this. People apply for coaching just for this reason is when they're either standing next to someone on their big day or their daughter or son, I work with older women, you know, they're, they're about to get married. I've had grandmothers who they're, granddaughters are getting married and that's inspired their journey. I mean, so many different reasons, sisters, brothers, 
everything you can imagine. And I have actually never done a podcast episode specifically about navigating weddings. I've always talked about like leading up to the big day and what you can do. But if you're like me, actually, guys, I don't know if you guys know this, but I can't even remember the exact final count. I went to at least 10 weddings all across the country last year from San Diego, California to Florida, Fort Lauderdale, to Massachusetts, to all these other different states in between Colorado. I I mean, I'm just thinking it was just all over. Like there's never been in the same place. And I share that because if I was able to, honestly, last year, I feel up level my fitness and still balance in all these weddings and also how exhausting it is sometimes traveling. I, I wanted to kind of do an episode with you guys sharing all things wedding weight loss and staying on track if you have a ton of weddings coming up and it's that season for you and really how to do it as a guest because sometimes we're not the bride, right? And most times we're not the bride, but we still are going to these events. And it's important for me whenever I get a wedding invite, I take that tremendously seriously because I know it's someone's really special day and I'm so honored that they're wanting to include me. And so for that reason, you don't want to like hold yourself back. And sometimes some weddings you go to, you're like so excited and you're so pumped and you're seeing people you knew before. You're so excited for the couple getting married. So many different things. But at the same time, I never want to wake up and feel like crap for like a week because of the decisions I made at my friend's wedding or my, you know, coworker's wedding or whoever it is, right? So, by the end of this episode, what I hope to help you with is first off, how how to stay on track when you are at a wedding and you are a guest, especially if you have a lot of these events coming up. And to look more granular in what I want to teach you, I want to show you how to order ahead of time and really make the right choices. I want to give you strategies especially depending on what type of wedding it is and the amount of food that's going to be there and how to really manage all of that. I want to talk about drinking and alcohol at weddings, especially as a guest and setting expectations for yourself that are realistic. And most importantly, I want to help you with food pushing because I think food pushing can be tremendously hard at weddings. So let's dive right in. So first and foremost, what inspired this episode has actually been the amount of DMs I've gotten from not just brides-to-be, but specifically my clients and people I don't even know stressing out about, hey, I'm going to a wedding this weekend. I want to stay on track, but like I also kind of want to have fun or whatever it is, and feeling terrified that I'm going to overeat, I'm going to drink, I'm going to get the drunk munchies. I'm going to you know, throw off my routine. Like I want to have fun, sort of like a vacation, right? But I also want to make sure I'm not setting myself 10 steps back after I finally feel like I've taken a few steps forward, if you know what I mean. So before I dive into any questions, the elephant in the room is I want you to know weddings are so special. When you get invited to events, it is so special. But I want you to realize that just because you're going to an event does not mean and this is going to come off harsh. You have to go crazy. You have to say yes to every food choice or it's being rude. And that it has to be different than your real life. Especially, I think, for my clients that go to a lot of events. When you go to a lot of events, you can get excited, especially like extra excited for certain ones. And I don't want you to ever feel restricted and feel like you're giving up a huge part of what you enjoy out of life to be able to achieve your weight loss goals. We want to find that happy medium balance but just because you're going into a wedding weekend does not mean you have to binge drink. 
does not mean you can't be on track and make educated choices. And even when I think about being a guest at a wedding, you have like the afternoon probably from like three, maybe you're getting ready at two. I'm just talking about like most weddings I go to like two or 3 PM where you're either starting to get ready or you have to get like everything all, you know, settled so you can, you know, go to the wedding and obviously look your best and all the things. But then that's till midnight, right? Like at latest, probably midnight, because these venues have to close at a certain time. Now, yes, there can be after parties. Yes, you might be drinking with the bride or if you're in the wedding party, like doing the whole, you know, champagne before and yes, the night before and yes, the morning after brunch and all the things. And I get it. But truthfully, if we're really nailing down what a wedding is, it's an event for a few hours. It is an event for a few hours. And even if you're going there for a weekend, if you approach it as, okay, my evening is dedicated to this wedding and it's going to, you know, we create a strategy around it. You have all the rest of the weekend. You know, for, for instance, I am going to a wedding actually next week for a really close family friend. I'm so excited for them. I'm so pumped. And I am actually thinking about that wedding in particular. And I want to use it as an example because yes, there are weddings in the evening, but I'm not dedicating my entire weekend to being off track. Like I can still be on track. And I think sometimes we forget that it's not a wedding weekend of every moment of the weekend is at the wedding and there's cake and alcohol in your face and appetizers and making all these bad choices. Like you have control if you choose to have control during a wedding weekend. I've had so many clients navigate so many different types of weddings and wedding weekends. And I'm just talking about like traditional weddings that I have been to myself. I know culturally there might be differences as well, but you can be on track and still have fun and balance fit in, but you have to be intentional about how you're spending your time and the decisions that you're making. So on that note, first thing when it comes to weddings and staying on track, one of the things that I love about many weddings now is especially with all the RSVPs and all the all the information ahead of time, you often get to choose what you can eat. And especially if you don't have food restrictions or any foods that you typically don't eat, there are usually badass, easy, healthy options that you can have before. And you can even strategize your RSVP months before. So you're not going in there not knowing anything that's gonna be on your plate. Sometimes like a work conference where you go in and it's this shitty ass sandwich, no color, chips on the side, like obviously, you know, sometimes we make that fit, but it's like, that's not the healthiest. I've been to so many weddings now where there's always a balanced plate and yeah, I'm not making the food, but like I can sit down and I know I'm having a balanced meal. I know I'm hitting 20 grams of protein because of the steak or this chicken or this mahi mahi that's on my plate. So you almost have to give weddings more credit that like you might even get a healthier meal than if you went to a restaurant on your own and you were doing this on your own. So, you know, strategize that menu ahead of time, going for ensuring you're trying to get a lean or not even lean, but a quality protein on your plate, like steak, chicken, fish, salmon, or mahi-mahi I've seen on a lot of menus, like grilled haddock, you know, even breaded haddock. Like those are great options. Truthfully, when I am looking at the menu, I try to skip the pasta dish. Now I know sometimes like the pasta dish is typically the dish that sometimes they'll have the vegetarian option. Now, if you are a vegetarian, I think it can be a little bit more difficult. So majority of my people here listening to this, I I know many of you guys do eat either your pescatarian or you do sometimes eat meat. So it does make it a little easier. However, if there's only a vegetarian option, like I 
I've even sometimes wanted the vegetarian option when I haven't even been a vegetarian on the menu because it just tastes good. But it's just understanding, you know, you could go for something with low protein, but then if you are going something lower protein, especially as a vegetarian or a vegan, God forbid, going into the wedding, you might just want to be very intentional earlier in the day that you are crushing your protein. Maybe you're having your protein or like a quick shake or a quick, you know, yogurt or something that has protein in it before you get to the wedding because you know it's going to offset it a little bit. But typically you can make some really good choices. And at the end of the day, that brings me to my second point where it's like you're looking at this menu or not even menu, but like the options and you're choosing it ahead of time. But it really highlights the fact that your your meals for a wedding weekend, like one of them is kind of out of your control, right? But the rest of them, you usually, I mean, I think about the wedding I'm going to next weekend. We're leaving Friday. So I have Friday breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And dinner, I think there's something, but like you get the picture. And then we have Saturday and it's like, okay, all of Saturday until the wedding, like I'm going to be making food choices on my own. I can plan all of that ahead of time to make choices that are on track. I don't have to just, you know, succumb to having McDonald's every meal. Like, no, it doesn't have to happen. And then we have Sunday, which if there's not like anything Sunday morning going on with like the whole wedding and all of that, like you get to have your Sunday and you get to make choices, right? So you have a lot of control. I guess is what I'm trying to emphasize. However, I know sometimes it's not even the meal that is really tough for my clients. It's particularly the appetizers, the other little events, like the welcome parties, the alcohol, all of that. So I just want to talk about this from my perspective for a second. And I think this will help you maybe get some inspiration on your journey. But when I go into a wedding, I set expectations on how on track or off track I want to be. And I don't sometimes like even using the word off track, how like dialed in and disciplined or like flexible I want to be because me going into this wedding weekend now, especially in maintenance mode, like I'm not, I'm not going in like, oh, let's blow this out of the park and say, fuck it and just eat whatever I want. Like that's never the mindset. That's not the energy, but it's knowing that I have more flexibility because I'm not trying to lose weight. Where when I've gone to weddings and I'm in the midst of trying to lose weight or lose a couple pounds or, you know, for my clients, like on a 20, 30, 40 pound weight loss journey, not trying to get super off track, like the energy they go in with is I might enjoy myself this day, but I know the rest of my six days of the week, I got to be dialed in because I actually want this to be a weight loss week. And I know going in, maybe the alcohol and some of these other things might set me off a little bit, but they go in knowing what type of energy we want to bring into it. And I say this all the time for vacations. I say this all the time for so many different events, but you have to align what you want to happen with what is realistic and really get yourself in that zone. So you are behaving in the way that's going to get you the results that you want. And it's okay if you want it to be a maintenance week. It totally is. But it's understanding that you have to accept that so you're not setting yourself up to make choices not aligned with weight loss, but then your choices are obviously not resulting in weight loss because they're not aligned with what has to happen for weight loss to happen. So I bring all this up because appetizers and some of the things that you don't know that are going on can be very triggering and not even triggering, but overwhelming for my clients because you are not used to going to an event most days, right? That have a whole bunch of appetizers and temptations and that kind of stuff. So in those moments, what I like to do, especially if I am indulging or, you know, I am feeling hungry. The first thing is I check in with my hunger. If I know, okay, I ate a lot today and I'm feeling really good. And I know I have other stuff coming up later. I will say, I might have like a little plate or a small little bite of the appetizers, but I will know I want to prioritize the meal 
because I know there's going to be even stuff after maybe the meal. Cause some, some of these weddings now do like after dinner, but like desserts and not even just like the wedding cake, but like other foods to have. So I try to get intentional about that and also go into it with an abundance mindset that yes, of course we love free food at a wedding, but just because it's free in the sense of like, you're not having to like pay for it, right? Like you're at this beautiful wedding at the same time, like don't act scarcity mode. Like like you, if you're hungry after the wedding, like you would go somewhere else and get something or, you know, you just have to kind of like remember that you're going to have another meal, girl. Like you don't have to scrounge it all up and get in the scarcity mode because you're not sure when you're going to eat next uh, because we do have options. We all have options. So I think about in that appetizer moment, how do I feel during cocktail hour? Like, do I, do I need an appetizer? Do I want something to, you know, hold me over and going for things with protein and trying to get in like veggies can be really helpful, but sometimes I'll go for something fun, but I really make sure it's worth it and aligned. For instance, you know, something that is super like fun at a wedding could be like caviar. I'm like, oh, I like don't have that often. And that's something super special that I don't eat my regular diet. Like I will choose something like that that might be worth it versus if there is, you know, little mini hot dogs or something like that's not something I love or like a recent wedding I was at had like these fried chicken sandwiches, things like that just wasn't something I really wanted. And I actually said no to all the appetizers. because I was like, I feel good. Like I'm just going to focus on sipping my fun little alcoholic drink that is here. So kind of picking and choosing is, is the recommendation I'm giving you guys. And especially with cocktail hour and the alcohol, I try to really pace myself at weddings now, especially that I'm older. And if you are trying to lose weight at a wedding, I recommend not only choosing lower calorie cocktails, which we've talked a lot about on this show already and the alcohol episode, a lot of recommendations, but I also think pacing yourself is the most underrated tip I could literally ever give any of my clients because... Even if you're going for lower calorie drinks, if you are binging them and getting so intoxicated before you eat your meal, you're not going to get in your meal. It's going to probably make you hungover the next day and it's going to just throw off everything. So I like to pace myself at cocktail hour and that actually helps me reduce my calorie intake as well. So that's really helpful. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about is strategies for weddings that you are not choosing your food ahead of time and it's more buffet style. Now, different weddings have different vibes and different amounts of food. But this is where I know a lot of my clients, um, especially totally side note, but I had a client who brought me back to my sorority house days because she is actually going back to college and she's lost a great amount of weight. She's looking so fabulous. She wants to lose more, but she also doesn't want to ruin the progress that she's seen because her picks are insane, her progress picks. So she was actually saying like, I'm great at home because I control what I'm eating. And even like at restaurants, like she gets to choose those things. But like when there's just so much food available in a buffet, like I make the wrong decision. So if you are going to a wedding event that has a buffet for dinner or even the appetizers, which I think this is more common than anything else, the appetizers are always a buffet situation at weddings. I mean, yes, there might be people going around and and giving items, but typically the appetizers are on a huge, massive table for many of these big weddings that you guys are going to, and it makes it really tempting. So I alluded to this tip with my appetizer conversation in my last little point I brought up to you guys, but I head straight for the veggie table. I try to make sure and like look at everything ahead of time too. So I will go straight for the veggies and oftentimes the veggies are first. But if I'm doing like a fun dip, I'll be like, okay, maybe I'm getting some chips, but I'm also adding in veggies there. So I'm trying to focus on addition, then restriction, and really balance everything out alongside thinking about what I actually want. And I especially try to head for the veggies because you might you don't know the volume, like how much food you're going to be served for the meal. 
Plus, you're not sure what the rest of the the night is going to look like. So I rather make sure, okay, like I feel good at least that I got some color on my plate so I can know like I'm leaving this wedding having at least like one healthy habit. I also think so many weddings too, like there are sometimes like raw oyster bars and there's like definitely protein. So I try to choose at least like one or two proteins, getting a little quick something some crackers and cheese and hummus. And I just try to put it all on a plate. But I think especially when you don't trust yourself around food, looking at the full wedding buffet appetizer moment, picking and choosing what you want and putting it on a plate and then walk away. Like that is really helpful because even for someone with a healthy relationship with food, if you are sitting in front of the buffet for hours at this cocktail hour, plus there's alcohol in your hand, it is just overwhelming. Plus, I just got to say, when you have a little bit little bit of alcohol in your hand or a drink in your hand, whatever you're having, and you're next to the appetizer table, like I don't have enough hands to be able to eat, hold my food, and also have my drink. So I go and look, I, I want to like beeline, maybe it's because I'm lazy, guys, but I beeline for either seating or I beeline for one of those like tall cocktail tables. That's what I do because it gives me like the, okay, I'm done, like we're good. And then I typically, unless it's something I really want, like I say no to the people that come around, not because you can't, but especially on a weight loss journey, like I made my decision for what I want and it can really help you just like stick to what you need to do. And then if you want something else, like check in with your hunger, go back to the table, but like just like separate yourself, I think is really helpful for weddings that the meal, like the full dinner meal is buffet style. What's great is you will often know ahead of time because of people talking and maybe, you know, what they're sharing and what you hear at your table, you might know what the options are, but I consider it the same way. Like you're going up there one time. And so depends on the strategy. I know sometimes I will put more food on my plate, even if I don't eat it because I don't want to go back up there. And also knowing like, I'm going to check in with my hunger as I eat. Now, if you're one of those people, you haven't gotten really good at checking in with your hunger. What I suggest is build your plate similar to how you build it at home and forget you're at a wedding and think about, okay, the protein, how much protein should take up on the, on how big my plate size is. Okay. The carb, how much carb should we have here? Oh, and let me make sure I'm leaving room for some sort of veggie. And then you're picking and choosing. Sometimes there can be multiple options that have more than just, you know, veggies in them. For instance, like a salad with tomato and mozzarella, right? A tomato mozzarella salad. Like that's not just veggies, but it's it's just getting the color on your plate. So I think about the protein and the color because I personally do not have an issue putting carbs on my plate, which many of my clients don't either. Um, and that helps me with portion control to also make sure I'm getting what I need in this meal. Okay, the next thing I want to talk about is number of drinks for the night. So I think the open bar at weddings is, I mean, most weddings I go to, actually, I don't know if I've been to a wedding recently that wasn't an open bar, if I'm being completely honest. A lot of my clients sometimes will reflect back and you know, I've even as well, where you leave the wedding and you're like, I actually don't know how many drinks I had. I actually lost count. So I have gotten really good and I give this tip to my clients all the time, but using something to count your drinks and keeping a tally of them, I think is really important. And it could be in the back of your mind. Hopefully you're not getting so intoxicated where you forget guys. But I also just think it could be on your phone. It could be if you are trying to track your calories at the wedding, you know, that's a whole different conversation. I think that's really helpful. Weddings where I'm trying to be on track, I stick to one to two drinks that sounds like a little for a lot of people, but especially as you are more in your fitness journey, you will realize that 
you can't have these super off track days with drinking. And I think not that I used to be scared to say that I had a point in college. And of course, when I was younger that I loved drinking, it's still something I do occasionally. And it's not just because I'm getting older. Like my, my true friends will definitely tell you this. Like I, I love having fun, but I also really like feeling my best. And I, you know, want mental clarity. Drinking the next day can make me anxious and I grind my teeth a lot. It does make me feel good, especially red wine. I love red wine, but it literally is horrible for my TMJ. So I really try to stick to one to two drinks. If I am having more drinks, I typically stick to seltzers because I find I do feel better with it. But when I am having drinks, especially if I am even having more than two drinks, which it doesn't happen often for me, but I try to make sure I'm staying hydrated, I'm having water, and I'm constantly checking in with myself because the thing I try to avoid is not just the calories from these drinks, but I try to avoid feeling like crap the next day. And I think that actually really helps because when you feel like crap, that's when you're going to have a week, not a day, not a night, a week worth of bad decisions. So setting a drink limit, I think is really helpful. Of course, I talked about this in the alcohol episode, but making choices that are lower in sugar, lower in calories, like a tequila soda on the rocks, or let me rephrase that, a tequila soda, or you could do tequila on the rocks with like fresh lime juice with, um, or like pair some light beer or seltzer with it, that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of weddings have seltzers now, like alcoholic seltzers, like Trulies and High Noons. I actually love those because they're portion controlled. They're really light on my stomach and they're low on calories and they're low in sugar. So those are really great. Um, sticking to white and red wine, I think is also really great too at weddings because they usually always have an option like that. I sometimes will do like one, like actually one of our friends, his drink at his wedding was like the painkiller and I've never had a painkiller before. And it was so good. And I was like, I had two of them. I was like, I wasn't even expecting this, but you know, I pick and choose. Sometimes having the fun cocktail drink is really fun for me. Um, sometimes it isn't, but it depends on your energy. And if you're going in with a weight loss focused mindset, you do want to be conscious about the alcohol that you're choosing because those drinks have sometimes a lot of sugars and a lot of calories that could just add up quickly. So you just want to be picky and choosy. Plus, if I know I'm having more of those fun drinks, I'm probably not going to load up on the appetizer. So some of it is like the give and take because, you know, depending on what your day was like earlier, so having two painkillers within, within a span of a week, like isn't going to make or break everything. But especially when you're losing weight, you just have less calorie money to spend with. And I also just want to say, because you probably think I'm going to talk about like going sober. And yes, I have been to wedding sober as well. And no, it hasn't been because of being pregnant or anything like that. You guys know I'm not having babies yet, but I have clients who sometimes go sober and like, that's great for them. I fully, fully support it. But I also just want to talk about what I think a lot of people don't talk about, which is if it's a really fun, big wedding and event with a family friend, a best friend, you know, someone that is so iconic in your life that you're so excited for. And you actually know you're going to drink a little bit more than probably what is socially, medically encouraged for most people. Because, and, and I'm just saying it so bluntly because I know what goes on. I've been in college, guys. Like, I, I understand what you guys are doing. I've heard it all when it comes to alcohol with my clients. I just want you to know that you will probably understand that the next day you probably won't feel your best. And you're making the choice that it's going to be an extra fun night. Embrace it. That is okay. But just really consider what's worth it for you and what your action plan is after to get back on track when you are obviously going to be in a rougher headspace and not feeling your best um, and how it not only impacts the next day, maybe that travel back home, but particularly what the rest of your week is going to look like. So you can make sure you're prepping yourself ahead of time to have you know these habits to go back to and get back on track because it is going to be harder after you've obviously had this really fun day of drinking. Okay, the last thing I want to address is food pushers, especially when it comes to dessert. 
And really just food in general at weddings. I think it depends on, you know, I've been to a lot of weddings with friends, but I'm sure weddings with family members or, you know, if you have a really big family, that's a whole different dynamic because it isn't just like most of the people you don't know. Like you might know a lot of people there and that creates a totally different dynamic. And, you know, food pushers are a very, very real thing. I know I've talked a lot about including fun foods and like the appetizers and the alcohol, but there are definitely times where I set a hard boundary. It's a no for me, girl. Like it's not happening. I think especially with alcohol, it's a little easier when you say that you're driving and people are going to respect that. But I think with things like dessert and appetizers, that's where people can push a little bit more. And it's like, why aren't you having fun? You know, why, why aren't you having this? You know, this is a wedding. This is a special moment. Like just live a little, right? Some things that you can say that I think can be really helpful if people try to push food on you at these events is first off, just the statement of thanks for offering, but I'm full now. Maybe I'll have it later. I think deflecting and pushing things to later is one of the best things you can do. I do this with alcohol a lot. So I might say, ah, you know, I'm actually feeling really good right now. Like I think I might have it in a little bit. Or sometimes if I have like water in my hand, I'm like, oh, let me finish this water. And then I think I might go to the bar. So it's like you're leading them on, but you damn well know that you might not really want that thing. But it's just like diffusing the situation, getting the attention off of you because they're trying to put the attention on you. But it's like, no, girl, like this isn't happening right now or no boy or no man, whoever's saying it to you. Okay, another thing that you can do with food pushers in these situation is actually even if it's kind of like lying through the skin of your teeth. I'm a very honest person. I literally can't lie. Like people know when I lie. If you know me, you know when I'm lying because I just can't even keep a straight face. But sometimes a little white fib lie. Like I've actually tasted everything. I'm good. Like especially if you're just like not into it. I think that's great. Or saying that you just don't eat that food. Like, oh, I actually don't like that. Like I'm, I'm not interested in it. Or even with like cake, like I know my husband has used, not the excuse because he genuinely doesn't like frosting as much as me, but he's like, I'm like not a big frosting person, like I'm good. Most people nowadays, I feel like don't comment on these things, but if you do find yourself in a situation where someone's pushing food on you, I think it can be helpful. And lastly, another tip for food pushers is saying something like, no, thank you. Like I'm focused on the food that's right here. Like I don't need it anymore. Like I'm good. And I think that can also just be helpful too for having something to say when they are coming around and there's like more food and there's more stuff like coming your way, especially if they're servers and waitresses. But it's just really good at honoring what you want and getting that aligned with what you want to happen. So on that note, ladies, we've talked a ton about how to stay on track during weddings. And I just can't help but remind you that weddings can sometimes be really special fun events that do not come around often, right? Especially If your friend's getting married, it's their person they're with for life, right? Like it will never come around again. We hope, right? We want them to stay together, baby. So knowing that weddings are special, just know that every wedding, approach it like a new situation. See where you're at on your journey. See what's worth it for you. And if you want to enjoy yourself, know that that is okay. But I also want you to think about how you feel. Because for me, when I am on a fitness journey, I actually don't feel like being on track at a wedding is a sacrifice. It's not. And it's not something that has to get you off track either. It's understanding how your fit lifestyle can fit into the real life that you have with weddings and events and celebrations and alcohol and fun foods. It's finding that balance. So I actually always give my clients this advice, which is go into weddings as an experiment. This whole journey is a big experiment. But especially weddings are a big experiment to see how you do and for you to gather information. It is not a pass-fail exam. Do the best that you can, but understand that you can like leave a wedding, like envision yourself leaving the next wedding you are a guest at and feeling like I enjoyed myself, 
but I also stuck to the promises that I had and the intentions that I had so I can continue to build this momentum on my own weight loss journey. I thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you would like to learn more about eating right for fat loss and never gaining weight back, I'll be continuing this party over on Instagram where you can find me at Sorority Nutritionist posting inspo every single day. If you also are wondering how to get started on your own weight loss journey, maybe it's prepping for a wedding weight loss moment because you want to look back on those iconic photos as your anniversaries go by just like me to feel really good. Or you are even thinking about standing next to someone that you love or a family member or a friend that is getting married and how awesome that you want to feel not just at the wedding, but the bachelorette party at all of the events associated with the wedding moment and just in general in life. I want to encourage you to head to the sororitynutritionist.com backslash quiz to take my free quiz that will tell you why you aren't losing weight and what you can do about it so we can understand how to actually make sure your diet is aligned for fat loss and for feeling good. You can also find any other links and resources I ever mentioned in episodes at thesororitynutritionist.com under free resources. Most importantly, have a beautiful day and I will see you next time, girlfriend.